And I think sometimes like, or massive change and like disruptive whatever to your life is just movement, really growth. Yeah. Like it's just like shuffling shit around. Yeah. Or like just like breaking stuff and putting it back together. Yes. Um, In order to go forward, sometimes you don't need to like walk into your boss's office and give them two weeks notice and figure out what the next thing is you're doing. Like it could be as simple as journaling or as meditating or as drinking more water as I sit here with my two gallon bottle that I've taken two sips of and it's 3.27 p.m. Hey, this is Julia Stern and you're listening to Not My Best. The podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better, instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Welcome to today's episode of Not My Best Podcast. This is actually the second time we are recording because she was my very first guest and then there were audio issues. So I'm so grateful that she came back to my couch but she is originally from South Florida. She came from an advertising agency background and has worked on Fortune 500 companies. She's currently the co-founder and CMO of Wallaco, which stands for Way of Life Athletico. And just a fun fact, she also found the time to find her 200-hour yoga teacher certification. Please welcome Erin Balter. Hi, everyone. Thank you for coming to my couch again. Yeah, and I honestly was so pumped to be able to come and just catch up again. Yeah. because. Things change every, like, two months. I know. We were just talking about that. What month did we even record? I can't even remember. I don't even know. I want to say <laughs> October, maybe September. Yeah. So, first of all, wild how time flies. It just goes by way too fast. But also so much happens in such a short amount of time. So, this is going to be kind of the same, but also a different conversation. Totally. Um. So, you work for Wallaco, not Wallaco. 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 Wallaco, whatever. Wallaco. I mean, everyone gets it so wrong. <laughs> I have to admit, I've gotten it a couple times. I've gotten but it you wrong said it in right. the past, but I finally learned. Um, it stands for Way of Life Athletico, and you co-founded it with two other co-founders. And you are like my idol because I feel like you are, not that I would want to be in your situation, actually, <laughs> but you kind of have a little bit of my life, but like taken to an entirely different extreme. So I work with Andy and we are married, obviously, mm-hmm. but you work with Nick and another co-founder and you're dating and you live with both of them. Yeah. It's so your office nuts. is also your apartment and you live with your boyfriend who's a co-founder and an additional co-founder on top of that. Yeah. Like it's, psycho. It's literally psychotic. Like the people fact that are you like, manage your life, I, I really am just truly Sometimes fascinated. I go nuts. Sometimes I do. I'm sure you do. So <laughs> let, we're going to get into it, I'm sure. But before we do, tell me a little bit about the company, how it started and what it means. Yeah. So Terry initially founded the company um, about five years ago. Um, and I'm not even sure that I said this. It's an athletic apparel brand. Yes. So that's what it is. It is. It's an athletic apparel brand. And the reason... That it's called WOLCO and that acronym is because we believe that living an active way of life is truly the way to be the best, um, most, just the best version of yourself. Like you can achieve anything that you want to achieve. We hate the word best here. Just I know. saying. A better version it's true. of yourself. A better version. Thank oh, you. gosh. A Thank better so version. Much. How are you going to come on my podcast and disrespect me like that? <laughs> I know. I just totally blew no, it. No, it's all good. Um, no, but it, it really does allow you to just, like, optimize yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think something that really sets us apart is that we aren't just creating a- active apparel because it's a hot 
really pop in market right now. It's not for an Instagram photo before no, class. Yeah. It's to really help you. Um, it's to really create a movement of people that really um, just want to always get better. And yes. um, the apparel that we make is efficient and it's performance based so that you can go and get your sweat in and know that it's going to work for you the way that I you love it, by the way. You had sent me some after we recorded the last time and I will post it to my story when oh. this like kind of goes <laughs> out um, to the public so that they can see it. But it's comfy and it feels natural to my day to day. Like sometimes when I put on outfits, which by the way, like I'm the biggest culprit of like, I want to look good, but also I don't want to sacrifice comfort for it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to wear a hot pink neon like twisted tie back top if it's just going to make me look good and I'm not comfortable. Yeah. So especially because I live in fitness clothes yeah. 24 Seven. I mean, you know, yeah, probably better than most people. So you had sent me like um, a long sleeve, like kind of fitted, but not too tight. Um, I guess you could call it a thermal. Yeah. But you, I go outside and run with it in the morning. Yeah, and it's, it's the best fabric. The best. It's like breathable, but it kept me warm. And I, oh, I loved it. It was perfect for layering. I'm so glad so, you like it. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, to just to say that like making fitness and wellness and being active your way of life doesn't mean that it takes over your life. Correct. It doesn't mean that you're working out seven times a day or even seven days a week. It just means that when you incorporate incorporate it and integrate it into your day, you're going to feel better. A hundred percent. And that's something that we really practice what we preach. Obviously, on a, a day-to-day level, we prioritize when we feel like it's important for us to move our bodies. And we trust, like when I say we, I mean our everyone in our company, um, which is small, but we, we prioritize that. So if you need to get up and move during the day, we know that that's what you need to do. Um, and it's not like, there's no judgment when you leave if like 4 PM and come back and that's such a great work environment. Yeah. I guess it's step one to being able to work out of your apartment. You're allowed to leave whenever <laughs> you want to. That's true. That is, that is a plus. Yeah, no, but it's, it's fun. And I think, I mean, we talked about this the last time, but you're a morning worker outer, right? I honestly became one. Mm-hmm. I wasn't originally. I actually feel like sometimes I work out best at night because really? I don't cut corners like in the morning because I'm tired. Sometimes I'll cut oh, corners. Wow. See, I'll cut corners at night because I'm tired because I've had everything I've done all oh, day. Really? And then I'm like, oh, I just want this to get over with. But if I'm in the morning and it's the first thing I focus on, yeah. then I'm like my freshest. I've gained a much better appreciation for working out in the morning because of Wallaco Wednesday, which yes. is a weekly workout we host. Which is the epitome of better not best because how long ago did it start okay it started honestly like terry was doing it with his friends when it was like three years ago and two people would show up it would be just his friends but we really started like putting some effort into it like two years ago crazy every single wednesday so wallaco wednesdays is at 6 30 in the morning right most of the time on a Wednesday and it's just a free fitness class and they have different instructors come in and teach and it started so small and I remember seeing pictures of just like a few people and I was like oh that's so fun like look at these crazy people getting up because I work out in the morning but 6 30 a.m is like rough I teach a couple 6 a.m's now and I'm like oh my god this hurts yeah but it's crazy yeah so a couple people turned into a couple more people and how many people did you have like last summer I'm looking at these pictures like you can't even fit everybody into over the the summer we had had like 150 to 200 people showing up every single Wednesday. We would do it on the turf on the west side. And now we're in studios and we have like 70 to 100 people wait list because studios only fit so much. We're actually going to Rumble. Are you really? Yeah, we just set that up. When? I think I think at the end 
uh, early February. I'll have to double check. Okay, you know, rude because I'll be in San Francisco, but oh, it's no. fine. Well, there's two. There's two that we booked, so okay. I'll send you the dates. Yeah, please um, do, and so I'll promote them as well. So if you guys want to come work out with Walco and Rumble, you can. Yeah, that's so much fun. Yeah, so hi, a couple people to 170 people on the wait list. Yeah, it's like seriously the epitome of consistency yeah and like just putting in the work and and being excited about progress and not expecting 170 people on week one yeah but being content with what you have and building and growing from there yeah this past summer has was like the serious like momentum that we gained from just seeing like your hard work pay off yeah so so much fun so you come from an advertising background, right? Mm-hmm. And you also used to work for VaynerMedia. Yes. Which is Gary Vee's company. If you yeah. don't know who Gary Vee is. Shout out Gary Vee. You probably do. What was it like <laughs> to work with, like to work for him? Well, I wasn't directly on his team, so I wasn't really seeing the ins and outs of his life, but he definitely would have like celebrities coming in all the time to meet with him in his office. Um, there'd be like cameras following him around and stuff. Yeah. Um, Wild. But it was really great because I had been at an agency before that. And while I've learned from both experiences, I loved Vayner because it was you learned kind of the structural and important things that you need to learn working at a big company, but it had a very startup mentality. Like you had to move fast and you had to learn. Um, And all while kind of maintaining this like very much client focused approach on like the, the clients that you're serving. And so I think for me, it taught me a ton that I really apply now to everything that I'm doing at Wallaco. Um, but mostly like the problem solving, like you have to just figure it out. Um, and that's something I'm doing every single day is figuring out what the heck I need to do to get something just done. Just a little better at a time. I'm going to plug this podcast one more time. There we go. Yes. But that's every what, single that's day. what we all do is just like figure it out. We're we constantly to. being approached with like these different conflicts and problems that we need to solve. And we don't mm-hmm. always have the answers. You figure it out just a little bit at a time. Totally. Yeah. So you met Nick when you were working at Vayner? Technically, yes, we did meet while we were there. <laughs> so Nick is the other co-founder of Volico, and he also still works for Vayner, right? He does. He still works for Vayner. He's more closely connected with Gary than, yeah. than I ever was. But. Gary is great. Like, I do follow him, and I watch his videos. He's very aggressive in his messaging, yeah. and I know that I can say that because he doesn't give a shit what I think about him. Oh, my gosh. Right? One, do- one so time, funny. literally, just, like, side story about this. One time, I was – it was, like, maybe my, like, third week working there, and I was – um walking in the office and it was friday and i was like um happy friday to somebody and he heard me and he was like why does everybody get so pumped about fridays we should be saying this stuff on mondays and i was like oh my, oh my god gosh. did i do something wrong <laughs> gary please don't put me on your instagram yeah i like ran away i was like All i gotta go and you're like in a cartoon on one of his instagram yeah posts. exactly that's so great no i uh, i believe in everything he says like he's such a brilliant human being i probably would be like excuse me please listen to me i don't think that you should care what other people think about you but yeah. he is great in his delivery and he gets people to listen so totally super talented guy. So when did you say, okay, I've had enough of this. I'm just going to go full force into the brand. You know, this is one of those things. I've never been a person who kind of like believes in the path. Yeah. Um, I feel like the path is this like concept that people form based off of like a societal constructs of like what you should and shouldn't be doing. Love with that your because life. I grew up believing that the only way was the path. And now I have totally yeah. done a 180. 
So and you love it, right? Yeah, I love it. It's all like, yeah, it's like it's a the whole only new way I world. think it's possible. You just don't know your future, and you take it one step at a time. A hundred percent. Yeah, and that's kind of what I did. Is it for me? I've always wanted. I thought that like I could, I needed to be doing my passion. Like I needed to find out what my passion was, and I never felt like I had that. Even in college, I felt this way. Um, and so for me, I just decided that what I need to do is just follow my interests and what. I get feel passion towards and and inspiration from mm-hmm. and that slowly over time I will have the things that don't bring me that fall mm-hmm. away. Um and that's something I think when I was at Vayner I I reached a point where I was helping out on Wallaco on the side as mm-hmm. like my side hustle or whatever and I was there and I found myself really just wanting to be working on Wallaco because I could see the impact that I was having and you were interested in it. Yeah, and I was like it was it really fueled like my passion. I got inspired from from little things, even like stupid little nerdy things because yeah. I was like, wow, I'm like I'm having an impact on this. Um, and so for me, I was like, you know what? It's time. It feels like I really the only thing that's inhibiting me from making more progress on it is time. And so it's time for me to, to switch great. on over. I love how these conversations keep building on each other because last week. I talked to Brie Kogel. Do you know her? It's I'm okay. going to be honest. I, did. no, I didn't want to okay. do one of those things where I was like, yeah, I, I think just so. Know that, like, we all know like all different trainers. So that it was just bound to happen that we know some of Well, now I'm going to know her for of sure. Of course. I listened to her episode. She's fantastic. But we were talking about how sometimes your job doesn't have to be your passion. Right. Um, and sometimes you can pursue hobbies on the side and make that your passion, like depending on what your needs are. And um, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. Listen to that episode if you want to hear more about it. But I love that you said when you don't know what your passion is, like just take a step at a time and find it through what you enjoy doing. Yeah. Like it's not like sitting down with a blank notepad and saying, what am I passionate about? And then going after that. No, it's like seeing a book that speak, uh, like piques your you. interest yeah, and course. you're like, I'm going to read this. And then it just like one thing leads to another. You may, it might make you look up something else or find a person that inspires you. And you're like, Oh, I want to do what they're doing, whatever it is. But you're finding your passion shouldn't be stressful. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's exactly. not like a, a find your meaning because guess what? If you find your meaning of life in your first like two, three decades yeah. that you're alive, it's, it's over from there. So like you really should constantly be growing and exploring your interests. And then from there, learning what you're passionate about and then going after 100%. it. So what does a day for you look like at Walco now? Okay. So honestly, I get up, I get ready. And the first thing I do is leave the apartment Okay, because I need to get out and act like I'm like going somewhere into the world. (laughs) Um, Like other than your living room? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I go and like get coffee or something, I'll come back and then I'll usually um, journal and uh, if there's time, meditate. Yeah. Person, you're annoying me because your morning sounds like it's too perfect for my liking. It's never that that good but because sometimes back, I wake up too late and then it's like people are coming right for work. That's what I'm th- saying. And I'm like, like when well, you get back to the apartment, today. if there are people there working, you can't like sit there and meditate in the midst of it, can you? Oh no, yeah, no, a hundred percent not. And and that's the thing is like I I've learned to have like zero personal space and boundaries there mm-hmm. because like 
Like, I used to always freak out about, like, ever putting my makeup on in front of someone else. Now I could literally, like, it could be the president of the United States coming in. Bad example, but. <laughs> sure. It could be, like. I see where you're going Jay-Z coming up in yes. here. And I wouldn't care because I would, I just, like, do my makeup like it's nothing anymore in front of whoever because I have to. It's just. Right. It's just which no. I mean, that's boundaries. really a learned skill because that would stress me out unbelievably. Like I so need. I was talking to somebody about this this morning, another trainer. Like by the end of the day, I really need my space to the point where like I can't talk to anybody anymore. I need to like zone out. Yeah. I, if I'm doing my makeup in the morning, like I need my time to get ready before I'm like approached by people. So that's like a real like important skill for you to have when your office is in your apartment. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been such a great learning experience because I've never been a homebody. I've always been someone that's super go with the flow. So I'm probably like the perfect candidate for this situation. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm at a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, now I understand the value of like your safe space, your personal space, like having like, you know, your home to come home to and be your sanctuary. Um, And I don't, I never really like grasped that before and now I'm like I will appreciate that 20 fold now but sure it's been an interesting experience and there's a lot sure. of benefits that come to like being able to work where you live too like you don't have a commute and right. also you have a beautiful space to run your company out of totally I mean it's it's definitely like I don't regret anything about it but it's like it's been such a unique experience for sure and um yeah I mean if anyone wants to come shop, like, yeah, I come on over to my apartment. Um, I so that's the first <clears throat> step, right? You work mm-hmm. out of your apartment with your boyfriend. That's a totally yeah. different aspect. Yeah. So with my boyfriend and and Terry, our business partner, um, but working with Nick is interesting. Some days it's good. Some days it's bad, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the same with Andy when we first started working together. Like, I'm super passionate about things. So he would be making decisions that I wouldn't agree with. And I would like, you know, feel like he needed to talk about it with me first. And now, like, we kind of stay in our own lane. Like, and I think that's probably something that I remember you told me the last time that you guys do, too. Like, if it's not in my realm of stuff that I'm doing at work, I stay out of it because it's not worth bringing into our kitchen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not worth. And yes, like Rumble right now is our lives. And yes, we work on this like day in and day out. And we're both very passionate about it. But it's just not worth bringing it into our marriage. So we kind of draw a line there. But yeah. where you work out of where you live. So is it hard for you to draw that line with you and Nick? Definitely. I mean, there's there's been so many times that work has created friction within our personal relationship. But I think, like you said, what we realize is it's just not worth it. Like Mm -hmm. for that to get in the way of our relationship and the growth of, of that part of our lives is just kind of ridiculous. And so I think that's like what you said, we say a little bit more in our own lanes. Um, when I hear Nick and Terry talking about something that like, I definitely will have an opinion on because I'm a very opinionated person. I usually, I'm so much better now at like being able to say, okay, it's not even worth talking about this right now because you're just going to get frustrated. You guys are all going to like, you know, get into a little thing. It's opinions. And then it's also like the way that you communicate and it's also the way that you receive information. Mm -hmm. So if everything's not aligned, it could be the mood that you're in that day. Like it's just, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's such Um, a slippery slope. But even more so you have, 
I think you're the perfect candidate to ask this work-life balance question. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in work-life balance or do you believe in like having it integrated because you're doing what you love? So it just kind of flows naturally. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's as simple to say that I believe in work-life balance or none. I think that it's very much, um, an ebb and flow as with anything in life. Um, for me, some days, um, it makes more sense and my energy is more in a place for work to just kind of take over. Yeah. And other days it's like, I need to have some separation. I need my morning. I need to work out later. I need like some love time with, yeah, <laughs> with, with Nick and that's the way that it needs to be. And other times I'm like, this is, this is overtaking everything and that's okay. And that's the thing. I think you just have to be so in tune with your own self and what you need at the time and to not be hard on yourself when you take the things that you need. That's a great answer. I think it goes back and forth depending on how you're feeling, depending on your environment. I was asked this question on a panel recently and I used to believe in like the constant flow and more so lately I'm believing in the balance because Mm -hmm. I wasn't shutting off ever from work when I had that balance. We would constantly be thinking about it, especially because social media is such a big part of our job. Right. Um, We're constantly like checking it. And even though it's not technically work, it's still work related. Oh yeah. Um, so we just needed to find times to like completely disconnect and like separate ourselves because the flow was making us less productive because we were always like a toe dipped in. I'm still always amazed by like Instagram, like you have to do this, like constantly having to update people on Instagram. Like people think that it's such a simple task and, you know, even just influencers, if you didn't even have rumble going on and you just did Instagram full time, I'm just like, it's exhausting. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It really is a lot of work. And it's a lot of work when you're sad or you're not having a great day. Yeah. Because I really feel like it's important to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And it, I won't like only post when I'm happy and like in a good mood. But at the same time, like when you're in a bad mood or you're having a rough day or a rough couple of months like me and Andy have been having with like everything that's going on in our lives right now, like it's not easy yeah. to be like, hey, followers, like this is what I'm doing today. 100%. It's so stressful. So yeah, it takes up a lot of your time. But when you're constantly checking your phone and like the best times to post are at night or like you're like looking and seeing what your friends are doing, yeah. it's still technically work. 100%. So it's got to shut it off. Speaking of social media, let's chat TikTok. Oh, <laughs> so the last time Uh, this is great the last time you were here we were talking about this and you were like yeah nick got this tiktok and like i just don't understand what the point of it is and i was like (laughs) yeah i I don't feel like figuring it out p.s now we both have tiktoks and not only do we both have them you went viral Uh, and if you have not seen this video it is the funniest video i was hysterical laughing at my phone it's so bad Actually, what happened was Nick and I were coming from a rumble class. We took it with Christina Centenari and um, we went to get coffee and he was on the phone outside with his brother. And I came outside after I got my coffee and I was like looking around and I couldn't find him anywhere. And I went to call him and he declined it. And I was like, okay, he must still be on the phone with his brother. Like he's got to be somewhere in the vicinity. Like where did he wander off to? And I'm like, I don't have good far eyesight so I'm like squinting around looking like just got a workout class didn't have any makeup on like look like balls and literally he's like 
filming me the entire time. But you don't realize that you're being I filmed. I had no idea. I didn't even know he was right there. And like, I didn't see, I talked to a stranger. I'm like, I don't, sorry, I just don't know where my boyfriend went. And he's like, okay. Um, and then he was literally right in front of me and like filming me the whole time. But he takes this video, he posts it on TikTok and literally now it has 15 million views and there's like thousands of comments and they're all think because he did the wide lens. Yes. They all think that I look like a 12 foot long yeah. priest. I mean, your legs are long and beautiful, <laughs> but like that is so funny. Oh, it was just ridiculous. At Nick Dio, right? That's his TikTok. No, now it's Nick and Aaron because all of his content's me. Good for you. Capitalize on that shit. <laughs> Don't let him take it. No, for real. It was so like, what is it at what? Nick and Aaron. At Nick and Aaron. Go to TikTok and watch the video. It's very funny. Yeah, now I, I'm addicted to TikTok Good for as you. everyone else is. I love that so much. <laughs> I am too. I've only posted one, but as soon as I get another second in my life, I'm going to be TikToking all we should learn a TikTok it's dance fun. together. Do you want to? Yeah. Oh my God, 1000%. Let's TikTok dance. I'm like, I just learned dances by myself and feel like a total dork going. My cousin was like, someone. can you learn the renegade dance? And I was like, the what? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm an ancient dinosaur. But no, I really will. I yeah. feel like we're like old young people. Yeah. Like, we're right on the cusp of being too old for TikTok, but being young enough that we should be able to figure it out. I mean, the fact that you actually dance, you, you could crush it. I. Maybe I'll try. I don't know. It's very stressful. I just learned how to record a podcast. Now I got a TikTok. So now you work with Nick, you date Nick, and you TikTok with Nick. <laughs> what have you really learned about each other since all of this started? Well, first of all, I feel like we learned initially that we don't really work that well together. Um, meaning it's just, it's such a difficult process and we are both like super opinionated and like strong-willed people but from that we've actually now gained sure. because um we do naturally gravitate towards one another to want to bring up ideas and to want to bring up different things we're working on and get each other's opinion because we trust each other like we both are like we believe in each other so much and think the other person is so smart and creative and brilliant that it's like we naturally gravitate towards each other so it's like we have to figure out how to navigate this somehow sure um so i think we've learned how important it is to actually you know counter to what probably some people might think actually bring like parts of the relationship into our work relationship meaning the like treating each other with like love and respect mm -hmm. um and doing it in a way that really just like brings a level of safety to the environment that can't always be there. Like when you, sometimes you bring the bad parts of the relationship in and you can't think about that. You have to think like love first sure. um, every single time, even if you guys just got into an argument and you're like pissed off and maybe you need to say like, Hey, can we go take a walk outside after this? Yeah. So that people in the workplace don't see what's happening. Yeah. So we really learned how to like, Figure how to manage out, your crap. Yeah, how to manage yeah. our crap, how to communicate when we're not doing it in front of everybody. Yeah. And um, that's been a really and big learning process. And it's interesting because you could have said, like, don't touch our relationship or bring it into the business at all mm -hmm. and just be super formal and, like, problem solving with how we do things. Yeah. But instead, you're like, no, like, we work together as a couple. Why wouldn't we capitalize on that? Right. And, and we're great. just such, like, I mean, especially Nick, like, I feel like I have so many different parts of my personality but Nick is very much like who he is yeah and so for me and I just I have a lot of feelings so I'm like for me to be able to just like turn off yeah that and be like okay this is business it's it wouldn't easy. work same it just wouldn't work yeah so it's not. 
If I'm in a yeah. bad mood and I need to be all business, I'm still going to be in a bad mood and be all business. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't, and I'm the worst and I cannot fake an emotion. I cannot fake a smile. Same. I mean, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, but. It is a blessing. I, I think it's definitely a blessing. And I think that we relate to this in general. Um, I could have had Nick on this podcast and maybe someday I will. He's such a fun human being. He has a great personality, like very intelligent. I met his mom. She came to my class a few months ago, like just like great human beings. Um, But you are also the co-founder of a business Mm -hmm. and you're his girlfriend. Do you ever feel like you need to figuratively raise your voice to be taken seriously because you're the girlfriend of a co-founder? In other words, like how do you enter a room not as Nick's girlfriend? but as Aaron Falter, the co-founder of Walco. It's like such an interesting question. I think it it there's so many different realms to it. Um I would say that I think the reality is is that sometimes um not to be super cliché and feminist here, but I feel like the reality is is that sometimes being a co a female co-founder in the room with men you have to figuratively shout sometimes anyways. I agree. Um, so, for example, I'll be involved with them raising capital and I'll walk into rooms and I'll automatically know when the, uh, the usually, unfortunately, male um, uh, person that we're speaking with just doesn't even give me any eye contact. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I Great. I Hello. see how this is going to go. Yeah. See, yeah. This is how this meeting is going to go. Uh-huh. Great. Um, and but it's other crazy times- because I know what you're talking about, and I'm sure that there are a ton of females listening to this knowing exactly what you're talking about. They just don't make eye contact. They just don't make eye contact. Because it's just you're not important. They can't benefit from you. Right. Not even hearing what you have to say. It's so yeah. true. And um, and then I think then there's the situation where you we don't always say that we're dating, but sometimes it comes up and then it's just kind of like, oh, okay. And I try to not let that get to me and be like, oh, it's just because they're dating that she's involved. Um, But it really kind of makes me more feel like I need to stand my own ground. I think the great thing about um, being in a relationship with Nick is he's really good at observing that like and knowing when when I'm like frustrated because he's like they're clearly not like he'll literally ask a question directly towards Nick after I had just answered a question and Nick will has literally done this before where he's like like pointing to just turns and points his fingers to me like hey dude ask her she's the one who knows the answer to this and I'm just like thank you and then I'll answer it and they'll just kind of like move on and stuff but I think the reality is is yes sometimes you do feel that way but it's not just necessarily because Nick and I are dating it's because sometimes it's just the way that it is with females in the room Um, and it's really important that you have a partner that doesn't diminish your own value from that as well like Nick's really good at raising me up. When, when you have I a strong relationship and when you are valued as a human being by your partner, it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. affect you as much. And 100%. this isn't an entire episode on feminism, but like yeah. I grew up not wanting to be a feminist. I thought when I was younger, feminism meant like not shaving your armpits. <laughs> like it's so wild. And then you grow That's up so and, you, and you observe all of these things and you really are like, wow, I need to work twice as hard to be taken seriously. Yeah. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And we don't have to get into any more than that right now. But it's just, it's crazy. And I, yes, I am at Rumble because I am Andy's wife right at this moment. Mm-hmm. Not because I am Andy's wife was I given a job. 
Right. But Andy is what introduced me to Rumble. Exactly. Andy was hired by Rumble. We needed to move to the city. Rumble was there. Mm -hmm. Right. So I will never hide that. I would never say like, oh, like I just like Googled it and found it and, and wound up there. That's not being authentic. Right. And I anybody that tells you that they got to where they are without some type of connection and somebody that they knew is lying and you need to, to dig a little bit deeper because that's one of my pet peeves. Like if somebody hides the fact that they knew somebody to, to get to where they are. Right. Um, yeah. And I would have never, I would have never been a part of Wall Cove and couldn't talk right. to me about it and wanted me to like, wanted me to help. Yeah. So I think it's authenticity and saying like, yes, I was introduced to this by my partner, but that's not saying that I didn't work my ass off to get the position oh, yeah. where I am right now. And it's not saying that I'm not knowledgeable or you're not like competent in your field mm-hmm. and to not be taken seriously and to be introduced even as Nick's girlfriend or Andy's wife. Like when people come up to me and they're like, oh, you're Andy's wife. I'm like, I'm Julia. I'm a trainer and a talent manager here. Nice to meet you. Oh my gosh. Like it's so, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And maybe it's part of it is human nature and we need to work extra to turn that around. Mm -hmm. But it's just an interesting question. Totally. It's like that you really need to have your own personal strength and confidence with the value that you bring. So I stalked your Instagram as one does and you had written something that really struck me and it was so beautiful and it said something I might be paraphrasing but it was like you do not need to have this disruptive change in your life in order to experience growth. Mhm. Like totally. wow. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Um that's something that I I okay, so when I came out of school and I was working, I felt like things were kind of like you know, you were just doing the same day over and over again. And so that's what kind of like sparked me to do things outside of just my job at the time and Mm -hmm. just do different things. And from that moment of feeling like, okay, wow, if I do some like crazy, if I like change up my life a bit, it can make me feel like I'm actually growing. Um, And so then I kind of got addicted to that feeling that I need to just like fuck up everything in order to really feel like I'm growing because you go through like emotions and you're, you have to put yourself into new environments and challenge yourself. But the reality is, and something that I've really learned over this past year and like all of 2019 is because I focus more on like my routine and like navigating this like work life environment that I've been doing. Um, and really just figuring out what I needed. And um, I came back at the end of the year and between 2018 and 2019, I was like, holy balls. Like, I'm sorry I've used balls twice in this podcast, but (laughs) Um, I was like, oh my gosh, like last year I felt like things were like popping off and everything. And I was was, just like- It was so much different. There was so much disruptive change from the year before. You know, I quit my job, I did whatever, blah, blah, blah. then this year I was like, I don't really know if I feel like there was like massive things happening, but I recognize that it was actually incredible because when I think about what I'm going to do in 2020, the foundation that I've built on like s- small things like my routine. And um, when I say my routine, I mean like journaling and meditating and better understanding my own personal needs in a given moment. It's like, I understand myself on a level that I never did before and now I can move into 2020 with that foundation and build upon that. And because of that, if there is disruptive change that comes about, I can navigate it in a way that I never 
did before that I think you have the tools to do that. Right. And it's just like, it's so okay Mm -hmm. to be making that little progress because it adds up. It like builds up layer by layer over time. I love that so much. Like you don't need to make a mess in order to grow. Like, and I I know I said that last time, but like, it's just like, because I'm tied to this story too. Like the first episode of my podcast where I really talk about how I left teaching and I worked all of these side jobs and I came in and I learned my way through rumble and I taught dance cardio on the side. And then I traveled the country and it almost feels like so much has happened since then that I'm not even necessarily tied to that story anymore. Like, yeah, it happened to me. Yeah. um, But my day to day now is so much different. And when you compare it, it's like, wait, I'm not quitting my job and starting over again. Am I doing enough? Right. Right. Am I doing enough? Right. That's such a, my life is a a complete shit show right now. Am I doing enough or am I, should I be doing more? And I think sometimes like, or massive change and like disruptive, whatever to your life is just movement. So it's not necessarily growth. Yeah. Like it's just like shuffling shit around. Yeah. Or like just like breaking stuff and putting it back together. Yes. Um, in order to go forward, sometimes you don't need to like walk into your boss's office and give them two weeks notice and figure out what the next thing is you're doing. Like it could be as simple as journaling or as meditating or as drinking more water as I sit here with my two gallon bottle that I've taken two sips of and it's 3.27 p.m. Journaling is so good for your skin. And you'll feel better and you can think clearer. (laughs) So on that note, you don't need to massively disrupt your life and also drink more water. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. me again. Where can the people find you? Um, well now at Nick and Aaron on TikTok, <laughs> at Aaron Falter on Instagram, and if you want to follow Wallaco at Wallaco. Check out their apparel. It's a very great stuff. And you can find me on all social channels at Julia L. Stern. Share this podcast with one person you know. Spread the word, rate, and let me know what you think. Let me know how you're living your better, not best life. And now go out there, stop trying to live your best life and start actually living a better one. See you next week.